Hi fam, and welcome to a Sober Girls podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I have been sober for 11 years, and through that time have been through my own ups and downs, not only with staying sober, but also learning to live life on life's terms. If you are listening to this, then you have previously or are currently struggling and are ready to take certain steps to get better. Alcoholism has affected each of us differently, but we all have the same stories, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. You are ready to make a change in your life, and we are glad to have you here. This community is one of strength, commonality, and inclusion. The only way we stay sober is to help the suffering alcoholic and addict, and I am ready to take you on that journey with me. So let's get started. What's up, fam? Happy, 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 happy Wednesday. I hope that you're having a great start to your week. I hope everyone is doing really well. I just wanted to start this meeting out by saying how grateful I am for all of you. And I hope everyone's having good spring breaks and Easter breaks, that you're getting to spend some time with friends and family. This week, we are going to talk about gratitude. And I always find this topic interesting because gratitude as a newcomer is something you're going to be like new to. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, right? But having an attitude of gratitude, it's hard to be grateful when you are coming out of tearing your life apart. It's hard to have an attitude of gratitude when all that seems to have happened is bad shit around you. It's hard for me even um, sometimes to have an attitude of gratitude. And I've been sober for 12 years. Like, life happens. Life happens, right? People happen and people suck sometimes. And life happens and life can suck sometimes. So we have all these things, right? We have all this incoming information all the time. And it can get really, really overwhelming. It can get really overwhelming. When I first came into the rooms, I remember I've always been, I don't know, uh, that's a really bad way of saying it. I think I've always been a grateful person, but I think I was also very spoiled. So I was grateful for the things that I had and I was grateful for the items that I had growing up. But I don't think I was very grateful about life in general until I got into the rooms. And not only into the rooms, but I started seeing all the good things that were happening. You know, when the promises started coming true. And gratitude, if you don't know already, yes. Right? It's, it's about being thankful. We get it. But it's not a feeling. Okay, gratitude is an action word. The synonyms and similarities with other words are appreciation and recognition. Appreciation and recognition, acknowledgement, credit, hat tip, regard. So those are all action words, right? Tip your cap to someone, that's an action word. Acknowledgement, recognition. Those are things that happen when you have done something well. You know, when you get a raise at work, that's a recognition for your hard work. When you do something 
kind for someone and they say thank you that's an acknowledgement right so these are all action words gratitude is not a feeling it's an action and this is one of the harder concepts of aa um, one of the harder concepts of sobriety because when we have an action or an action word, it means generally that something has to be attached to it, right? It means that generally there has to be a motivation behind it. Okay, so gratitude, the quality of being thankful and readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. All right, so let's break that down. The quality of being thankful. Please and thank you is a huge issue in my house. I am huge on please and thank you. I was raised that way. Because for me, please and thank you isn't just please set the table. Right? It is. I mean, it's please set the table. But thank you for doing that. So what is the action in that quality of being thankful? Please set the table so that we can eat. Thank you for setting the table because now that you've set the table, we can eat, right? It's gratitude. I am grateful and thankful that because you've set the table, now we can eat together as a family. And I'm showing that person appreciation for doing that, what some might see as a regular or menial task. Thank you for taking out the trash. That means thank you for contributing to the rest of the family. We all have our parts to play. So please and thank you has always been a huge part of my life, my family. So for me to be thankful and to say please and thank you is not a big deal, right? Someone says thank you for holding the door open. They say you're welcome. You know, they say please can you grab that for me? So we are very used to please and thank you because yes, it does show kindness, it does show regard, and it's good manners, okay? But let's take it a step further. Okay, attitude, gratitude, gratitude of attitude. First, feeling grateful for the good things in your life. Okay, so the first part of gratitude is obviously a feeling, right? Because you have to feel grateful in order to have gratitude, okay? Second part, expressing your gratitude to the people who have made your life better, okay? So when we are interacting with people on a daily basis, it doesn't matter if it's a best friend or a stranger or your coworker or your spouse, it's important that you express that gratitude for that person in your life. And it's annoying, okay? For those of us who don't know how to take compliments very well or just think that, like, my husband thinks that he doesn't need to be thanked for taking out the uh, trash because that's just what we do in this house, it's not, okay? It is, being grateful means that you genuinely Understand that because something happened or someone happened in your life, that your life is better, okay? And expressing that to other people so that they know that about themselves is one of the best things that you can do. 
There is nothing more amazing than someone saying, I am so grateful for you. You have made my life so much easier by or doing. You have made my life more impactful. I appreciate your presence. There is something about that that just truly makes things feel so good. (laughs) So, so good. And I really think that being able to say please and thank you should be something that we practice on a daily basis, okay? But I also think that we need to let people know how much we mean to them. In my last marriage, I always gave cards. I love giving cards. And I think it's something that I actually want to get back into doing. Because sending a thank you card or just sending a card to let someone know that you're thinking about them is one of the kindest things that you can do. It really does. And flowers are expensive and they die. But cards last forever or until you burn them. That's a story for another time. (laughs) So we have the feeling. We have the expression. Right? But in order to have the expression, we need to have the action behind it, okay? And what number three is, is adopting new behaviors as a result of interacting with those who have helped you. So if someone holds a door open for you when you go to the gas station and you realize how nice that is, my hope is that you're going to open that door for the next person because in return for that person who opened the door for you you're going to show gratitude and thankfulness by doing it for the next person right quit being in a rush to be the first one out the door quit being in a rush to be the first one in the door be polite wait for people open the door there are old people there are handicapped people I don't even like that word, but that's accurate. There are people who need extra assistance with the door or take a little longer. Is it killing you to wait an extra 10 seconds to open the door for someone? It's really not, I promise you. And the cool thing about having gratitude in your life is it comes back to you, right? The more you do good, the more good comes back to you. And if you don't think I'm... Like, if you think I'm blowing smoke up your skirt, I am i promise you I'm not. No Marilyn Monroe here. Like, doing good returns good. Okay? So, what are some new behaviors that you can see yourself doing with that attitude of gratitude? And don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it is annoying. I know I've told you before that I am perpetually positive. Nothing really bothers me except for myself, right? Outside things don't really bother me. What bothers me is when I get hurt. What bothers me is when I'm taken advantage of. Those personal things, those are the things that hurt me, that bother me. Otherwise, I truly believe that God has his hand in everything or your higher power. Um, the universe. And um, I really, uh, I really believe that everything else minus the things that bother me are in God's control. 
So, if I am of the belief that God has everything in control and he has a plan for me, and no matter what I do or what we do and our universe has a plan for us, right? That means if there's another deity that has us in control in our lives and our plan, minus our free will, what's ours is ours already, right? We already know that there's a plan, our greater plan. So that gives us room to be grateful. An attitude of gratitude that there is a power greater than us, watching out for us, guiding our lives, guiding our hearts and our minds and making sure that we have everything we need, right? So if we have everything we need, let's bounce back to last week's finances. If we have everything that we need, had everything that we want, if we have everything that we need, that means that we are able to start living and giving, right? That's what having an attitude of gratitude is, you guys, is it is the ability to put into service, put into work, give back to people because so much good has been given to you. And it becomes cyclical, right? It becomes cyclical. And I know that I'm an absolutely positively overly positive person. But you know, if I wasn't an overly positive person, if I wasn't the one saying, eh, it'll all work out, I would be an anxiety-ridden fucking mess. There are so many things that are out of my control, that are out of your control. If you think you're in control, you obviously haven't listened to the past 31 episodes. So go back and start again. (laughs) Because you ain't it, honey. You ain't it. So, you're not in control. Your higher power or your deity is. Or the universe. And so... (sighs) Why not take that time that you no longer have to worry about controlling your life and put it into things that are good. Put it into people that are good. Put it into people that need help. Give back to the community. Give back to AA by sponsoring. Give back to AA by doing service work. When we get into service work, that is action. That is 12-step. That is action. That is into service. That is how we give back to our community of AA. Our money that we give away at the end of every week. I don't know if your meetings do it, but I'm pretty sure every meeting um, passes around a seven tradition basket. And so I really feel that that is something that is a service, but not everybody can afford to. As described last week, there are people in financial mismanagement that can't even give a dollar at AA, been there, done that. So what are other things that you can do? You can show up early and help with coffee. You can clean up after a meeting. You can sponsor someone. You can give a ride to someone. There are so many things that show that you have gratitude for the program that has saved you. If you went to rehab, volunteer at a halfway house, volunteer at a rehab program, there are so many options to help people in sobriety that you can do to give back, right? There are so many things that we don't think about that either take up our time, that take up our precious time. And yeah, they do. They do take up time. But people took time to do those things for us too. So giving back 
showing gratitude by giving back into the community that gave to you is one of the best things that you can do. The last part of number three is behavior changes, which, let's be honest, after 20 years of drinking, after 10 years of drinking, after 40 years of drinking, you have a very bad attitude and you have very bad habits and behaviors. And part of sobriety is emotional sobriety. And we went over emotional sobriety a couple of weeks ago. So when you mature in the program and you mature spiritually, that is where you're going to be able to have gratitude. All right. That is where you are going to want to change your behaviors. Okay. Changing your behavior is not easy. I find, for me, after being in a very abusive, controlling relationship for a long time, that I have behavior issues. They are not right. They are not wrong. But they are causing issues in my current relationship, in my current marriage. Because my initial reaction to everything, literally, quite literally everything, is uh, self-defense. Because I'm so used to being downtrodden, picked at, picked on, controlled, demeaned. There's so many different words for it that I get defensive of myself and my son. And rightfully so. Every mother should protect her son and every female should be able to stand up for herself. Every person. Because the unfortunate truth is is that men and women equally have the capability to be controlling and abusive and narcissistic. So I have to change my behavior. (laughs) I have to be able to understand that my husband is not going to hurt me or demean me or yell at me or my son, our son. And so for me, I have to have a behavior change. How that behavior change looks for me, okay? Yesterday we were at Home Depot. And um, we wanted to get a plant for our son. Our son's like huge into plants lately for making bee honor roll. And when we were there, they didn't have any at the time. And I was upset and frustrated. And we were getting ready to leave. And we were talking about money and things like that. Because couples argue about money, right? And you just heard me say last week that things have been a little crazy tight with the new jobs and surgeries. And we were getting ready to leave. And he was walking in front of me and I saw this plant that I really wanted and I was like oh my god and I wanted to stop and look at it and he he says he didn't hear me and I believe that because he's deaf quite literally he's deaf he's not like husband deaf you know like husband deaf is like oh I didn't hear you like he's literally deaf so (laughs) he didn't hear me I interpreted that, misinterpreted that, and interpreted that as he was being dismissive and rude and because we weren't going to buy a certain thing at that time, that meant we couldn't buy anything at that time. And so I got very upset, very quiet, and it was date night. So we were going to come home and make spaghetti and watch a movie together and just hang out and be together before I leave. And before I left for Minnesota. And, oh man, I have a real problem with talking out my feelings I just like to sit on them and stew and be angry and a victim and pity party. And if you think after 12 years of sobriety that that shit don't happen, it does. 
don't be ridiculous because there's going to be times where you're going to be like, oh, I'm so, I feel so bad for myself. Yeah, well, get over it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. So we got home and I had to go outside and I was working on a tumbler for a customer. And um, I said to him, hey, can we chat? And I pulled him aside and we started talking. And I was crying. I was, I was tired. I ran out of my meds and so I forgot to go pick him up yesterday morning. That does not does not have anything to do with it but not having my meds does put me into pain because they are nerve medications but don't ever don't ever say oh do you take your meds this morning because that's fucking rude don't say it that's just a dick at mental health and i can't stand that shit so don't ever ever say that to someone in the middle of a fight or ever period really i don't care um or don't ever say to a woman are you on your period no we're just tired of your bullshit So I said to him, I said, listen, when we were at Home Depot, after we were leaving and talking about the plant and everything like that, I said, you took off and you walked in front of me. And when we were talking about the money and the plant and everything else and the daisies and I said that I wanted to stop and look at, you just kept walking and you made me feel like a child. Like you can either spend this money here or spend it somewhere else. Um, And that's... That's not the way it was said. I'm telling you what I heard. So don't come after my husband, okay? It's what I heard. And then when I got all silent and pissy, he took off. Well, he didn't take off. There was a car coming, so he crossed the street, okay? But I wanted to stop back and look at something. And so I told him that I felt like he was dismissive and that he made me feel like a child. And for me, that was huge, okay? Because that's a behavior change for me. For me, that's an attitude of gratitude. For me, that's gratitude because it's me saying to him, I even sent him a text this morning when he was at work saying, hey, thanks for letting me vent. Thanks for letting me tell you how I felt. Not everything needs to be fixed. You just need to know how I feel. If he wants to change his behavior, if he feels there's something on his end that he could have done differently, that's on him. I'm not going to tell him what to do differently. He just needed to know that I was grateful that he allowed me the safe space to say, hey, this is how I feel. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel comfortable. I felt demeaned. I felt dismissed. I felt like I didn't matter or what I wanted didn't matter. And I'll be honest, I want a lot of things because I'm spoiled sometimes. Okay, a lot of times I'm spoiled. But I also respect where we are financially. And um, as hard as that is for me, because that's a lifestyle change. But the behavior was what was important. Okay, you guys, the behavior was, hey, this is how I felt. Thank you for letting me say how I felt. Thank you for having a good night. That was it. Because I didn't want to go into date night. I didn't want to go into last night with the pissiness cloud hanging over me, like fucking Eeyore. Eeyore is my favorite Winnie the Pooh character. Actually, Winnie the Pooh really kind of changes every now and then, depending on my mood probably, but I never like Rabbit. Rabbit's just a dick, man. Man, that dude needs a meeting. Lord, he needs a meeting. Anyway, ah, Eeyore. So, it was initiative on my part to be like, hey, this is what bothered me. And it allowed us to move forward. And that is something I'm extremely grateful for. And I and I told my spouse, I told my husband, that I was like, listen, I am extremely grateful for the fact that you allowed me to say how I felt. I'm extremely grateful for the fact that 
I probably sounded irrational or like a baby or I misinterpreted things. And yes, sometimes I talk down to myself. I'm getting better about that. But thank you. Thank you for letting me be heard. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into gratitude and having that attitude change. Um, I also used to think that if I did something, I was owed something. That's transactional behavior. It's like getting a paycheck at work, right? You get a paycheck if you do your job. Some of us get paychecks if we don't do our job. <laughs> and that's on working in government. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. But transactional is not healthy. It's healthy because we have bills to pay, but who wants to, you know, live to pay your bills? And a lot of us do, unfortunately. But transactional gratitude is not the way to live, you guys. Transactional gratitude only gets you so far. I don't make hardly any money on my tumblers. I don't make any hardly any money on twins daily that doesn't mean it's not a goal of mine to make money for them or have them be self-sustaining but right now I do those things because I genuinely love seeing how how happy people are when they read my articles or when they get their tumblers that really makes me happy I really find joy in other people's joy when other people are doing well and have things going for them, I am genuinely happy. Even my enemies, not even enemies, frenemies, enemies, any, I don't care, like any of them really. So, you know, I absolutely believe, and I'm going to find it for you. It was said in an AA meeting. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right. So this was said in an AA meeting a while ago. I wonder if I can pull up the date actually. 312. All right. So almost a month ago. So this is really cool, right? And how awesome is this attitude of gratitude? If you are not rooting for your enemy's salvation, then you are not doing what Jesus asked. Okay? I am not saying that you have to be a Christian to believe that statement. What I'm saying is, if you are constantly rooting for the demise of people, you're a piece of shit. Sorry. Like, I have past grievances with people. My ex-husband's ex-wife, for one. My ex-husband, for another. People who have hurt me. People that have done me wrong. But my attitude is that I'm not out here to hurt people. I'm not out here to make people look bad, you guys. People do that shit on their own. They do that on their own, right? They don't need me to do it for them. So if you are rooting for anything but your enemy's salvation, then you are nowhere close to being the good person you think you are. I'm not saying that there aren't people who don't deserve what they have coming to them, right? But let life work itself out. You are not judge, jury, and executioner. There's literally a judge, a jury, and an, like an executioner that have those jobs. It's not yours. Also, the universe, your higher power, your deity, whatever, it is also their job. Karma, if you subscribe to karma, right? There is never a time when it's okay to really stick it to someone. It's hard. It's hard to not be petty. Am I right? How hard is it to not be petty? Because when you hurt, all you want to do is hurt people, right? Hurt people hurt people, right? 
So I get it. I get it. But if you continue to put yourself in a position where all you do is retaliate, then that's literally all you're going to get from your life. That's it. That's it. Retaliation, 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 retaliation. We see it all the time in street life, right? You shoot my friend, I shoot yours. You shoot my cousin, I shoot yours. And it never stops, right? It never stops. It's about loyalty. And you can be loyal to something without retaliation. But that's, that is hard to break. That is. And so having that gratitude, having that attitude that everything is going to work out, having that attitude that you're thankful for the really hardship. Be thankful for the hard times, you guys, because the hard times have made you what you are. And don't think of it as I've lost 20 years. I've lost 10 years. That's kind of where I used to go. I used to be like, oh, I've lost all this time. I'm 42 years old. I think I'm 42. I'll be 42 in September, close enough. So don't think of it as, oh, I've lost all this time. You haven't. You've gained a lot in that time. I was watching uh, the new Medea movie last night. And Tyler Perry, man, he knows how to hit you in the feels. In the funny feels and in the, like, in the cryy feels. And there was uh, his, Medea's granddaughter uh, wasn't sure about marrying someone. And Medea said, make sure when you say I do, that you say I do to multiple people. And the granddaughter was like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, multiple people, this is, you know, monogamy, not polyogamy, whatever. Panogamy. No, that's not that word. Not, anyway. Okay. So, Medea says, people change. People change. That's why people renew their vows. Because in 10 years, there's somebody different. In 5 years, there's someone different after that. In 20 years, there's someone different after that. That's why we renew our vows. Because we're constantly changing. We're constantly growing. And if it wasn't for our past, if it wasn't for learning, if it wasn't through for those things, we would not be where we are now. Make your mess your message. Do the right thing. Have an attitude of gratitude. Do, do Hear the repetitive message. Do unto you. Or do unto others what you would like done to you. The commonality is the better we are with being good to each other, the better we are with having gratitude and carrying gratitude into the next day, week, or five minutes has an impact. It's really hard to want to be a good person all the time. It is. It is. It's a life soul sucking thing to want to be good all the time but it doesn't have to be you can be grateful and you can be positive and you can be happy you really can you can be all those things without feeling like you're losing a part of yourself and I truly truly hope that you take the time to see what you can do to give back I'm not even talking about monetarily, you guys. As much as I want to say, oh, help the next, like, yes. Help monetarily where you where you can, okay? If you want to give a donation to ASPCA, wonderful. But better yet, go down and hug some of those puppies, right? If you want to 
pick up coffee for the AA meeting, that's awesome. But sponsor someone. Take a newcomer out to breakfast. There are so many ways to give back to our community. To give back to things that have been given to us. Okay? So I'm going to challenge you this week to have gratitude. I'm going to challenge you to not have just gratitude, but use gratitude. And then email me or instant Instagram me message or whatever. Tell me what your gratitude was. What did you do to pay it forward? What did you do to show appreciation and return kindness? What did you do to change your behavior? I'm curious. I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. So I hope that all of you have a fantastic week. I really hope that you have the week that you're supposed to have. I hope that it's amazing. Give back to someone in need. That was my chin on the microphone. I got excited. I get excited. (laughs) Up here on my pulpit. Be good, you guys. Give someone a hug, even if it's yourself, because you deserve it. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and weekend. And until next time, be well, fam. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today and can carry with you throughout the week until we get together next week. I really look forward to our time together and sharing my experience, strength, and hope so that you feel less alone and more empowered to keep taking it one day at a time. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at a sober girls pod and on our website at a sober girls podcast.podbean.com. There you can find episode specific content and contact information. You can also hear us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Until next time, fam, be well.